Hello and welcome to Clamp, the creative living and making podcast. I'm your host, Adam Mackey, and joining me is always, well, sometimes he's off, the Grant Alexander. Hello. Called you the Grant Alexander again. Yes. And Molly can't. Molly couldn't be with us this week because he's gone to America, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. He's gone to America. So we have Rob from Takami Woodshop in New Zealand. How are you going, hey, Rob? Yeah. Um, how about you tell everyone about yourself and, and what you do? Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I, uh, I have my a little part of my garage, which is my shop. And uh, it's actually about two-thirds of a single garage. It's pretty small. Oh, wow. But um, it's... Um, it's it's enough, you know. It's mine, and it's I love it. And I've been doing that for around uh, four or five years, and uh, that was sort of a progression of my, um, I guess, a lifelong love of just screwing around with bits of wood and um, really just making little things out of old scraps, but. Uh, I guess when YouTube came along, um, you start to realize, hey, I could actually make real stuff. And uh, that's what started it off for me, um, putting sitting out my own shop rather than just having a, you know, an old workbench in the corner. And um, yeah, so now I've been on YouTube for about three or four years as well. And nice. love it. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been enjoying YouTube a lot. It sort of gives you that excuse of like being able to make things and, and have a reason for it, which is which I find really good. Mm. So, yeah. Um, in saying that, then, what have you been working on the last week or so? So, I, I well, starting uh, last summer, I, I built a couple of fences and uh, a privacy screen at the back of our back of our property, and I had a whole lot of offcuts from uh, these fence panels so I ended up with kind of um, I guess about a foot long uh, panels um, which I just last weekend I made a planter box with uh, some of them and some quila which Adam you guys call it um, merbo I think merbo yeah um, it's a Granted, it's Beautiful. a tropical hardwood from, um, I think it's from, where's that from, Adam? Uh, North Queensland and... Um, yeah, Queensland. Papua New Guinea. Yeah, hmm. up, up the sort of top of Australia. Papua New Guinea is just off the top of Australia, so yeah. up there. Um, yeah, I just got a big, big um, pile of scrap of that from my mate when I was helping him move because they built their deck out of it and there was hmm. all this leftovers. I love the fact that you guys use hardwood for your decks and fences. Oh, we don't like, normally. Like lots a deck's of people- only made out of pine and then they they spent thirteen thousand dollars on this deck. Like it wasn't yeah. but I, I get but nobody does that here. <laughs> nobody does like the big thing is to use cedar, right? And yeah. cedar's still just another hardwood or softwood. And mm, yeah. when like the only thing you don't like I don't know. Anyways, I just think it's cool that you guys make because you can go find old fences and actually use them. Actually, yeah. about it could actually be a, a softwood, technically. I'm not oh, sure. Really? Um, it it's not that expensive, but, is it? Uh, well, a lot of our pallets are Murbao as well. Yeah. It's actually one of the cheaper, nice woods. It's a dark wood. Yeah. Really, really rich. It's like our, it's like our, our version of walnut, nice and cheap. It's, mm. I've, I've found it. I've actually found it cheaper than pine at some places. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I've been I've been working on some YouTube videos, CNC YouTube videos, which um, have been doing really well. I um, I don't want to become a CNC channel, but I kind of do because like I I'm almost going up seventy subscribers in the last week. Like I, I'm nice. I started out I started out at the beginning of last week at four hundred. 28 subscribers and I'm almost at 500, which 
is amazing. Like, I, I always, I, I don't know why lately I've been thinking, like, I'm never going to hit that 500. I'm never going to get anywhere. And, and then all of a sudden, I've just sort of blown up. Like, I'm just constantly getting notifications and new subscribers. And, and that's really exciting. Um, but I do want to work on on other videos as well, like not just CNC videos, although I'm editing another CNC video um, right now as well. But I don't know. I, I kind of, I'm kind of enjoying the style of doing some work on the computer, showing how to do that and then moving into like real life, which I find it's been different, different type of editing and stuff. And it's been really cool. So yeah, that's pretty you're, much all. You're, I've been. Uh, I haven't, I don't think I've watched the spoil board video yet. But I watched the tramming video and you did a real yeah. good job uh, explaining it. I felt like the biggest dickhead while I was doing it. I'm like, because I'm not used to, I don't really make videos of how to. I'm like, yeah. this is what I'm doing. Like, I'm just explaining what I'm doing. And to actually yeah. try and like be a teacher was just really daunting and weird. And I'm like, this is such a stupid video. Like, it's like no one's, and like every single person that's watched it is like, what a great video. Like, you know, so easy to follow and all this. And I'm like, I didn't feel like that when I was editing it and stuff, but <laughs> hey, they've all, they've both got lots of good feedback. So, yeah, oh. I know how you feel. It kind of feels like you're scamming someone when you've watched a video learning how to do something, and then you're making yeah. a video telling people how to do it. Well, the whole reason why I made the tramming video is because I made it specific for my CNC. There's a, there's a few videos on YouTube on how to tram our CNC, but not specifically my one. And the Facebook group I'm in every day was getting questions of like, how do I trade my CNC? And now everyone just goes to the video now. So it's yes. really helpful. Yeah. The guy that owns the company is like, I'll send you some bits and stuff and, and stuff like compensate me. I said, don't worry about it, but you know, just yeah, really good company and stuff. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great. What have you been working on? Well, um, for the viewers out there, I know I talked about it last week. I removed the bookshelf that used to be over my shoulder, um, and now it's in my son's room. Well, my son's soon-to-be room, um, his big boy room that he hasn't moved into yet, but I did oh, the video. Right. I was like, is there something we don't know? <laughs> Soon-to-be son's room. I'm like, wait, you know the sex? <laughs> well, you probably Yeah, it's going to – yeah, I do. Have you told I us? I said it. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm having another boy. Anyways, my my son's gonna be moving it out of the current room he's in because it's like he's got a crib in there and stuff. Yeah, like we do the same thing. So he's gonna be moving into the other room, um, yeah. and we're setting it up. So I redid this this bookshelf that was uh, made by my wife's grandfather when she was a kid, and uh, you know, I don't know. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. It was super like simple project, and put it all together and. Reddit is uh, pretty divided on whether or not they like it because every time I get an upvote, I also get a downvote. Um, yeah. So, and every positive comment is a comment about how much they liked it before it was painted. And I just go, well, it's not your bookshelf, so screw off. I don't know. Yeah. The, <laughs> the thing is, like, that you've made it more modern, and people, some people don't like modern. So, With, yeah, yeah I'll, I don't know. I don't really care what they think. They I just go like, clearly been on top. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people like that, and they said like that was like the unique piece of this, and I was like, right. And it was very like somebody said, I liked the frilly bit on top. You should have kept it. And I was like, it's for my son. He doesn't want a frilly thing on his <laughs> bookshelf. Like you just said in your comment, why it's not there? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's exactly that's why freaking like, bookshelf. When I Exactly, yeah. but I, I get they want to help. If you want to give some constructive criticism, great. If you want to say like you screwed this thing up and you should die in hell for doing it, no, go on. But uh, that's just Reddit for you. I don't know. Oh yeah, YouTube's the same. I think you're all, yeah, everywhere is the same. I find YouTube's the the people who comment on all of my videos are positive. Mm. The people who. Like if you have a video that gets really big and gets outside of your group, it, yeah. it grows into the, like I had a comment once that, sorry, I just don't like it. And I went, it was a tips and like eight tips and tricks for using scrap wood. 
and the comment was, sorry, I just don't like it. And I went, what don't you like? There's eight things there. (laughs) (laughs) And then when it gets really out of control, it's like you're not there. It's like, does he know that this sucks? (laughs) Does anyone know why he made such a shit job and put it on YouTube? (laughs) Dude, I'm I'm probably the only one who's going to ever see this comment. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do Some think it's people. funny that that people don't realize that the creators of those videos are are the ones who put them out. I think they think it's like the five minute crafts videos yeah. that like someone they yeah. just stole someone's yeah. idea and like. Yeah. So some people like they they just think that their their comments are worthy of something like um, was it Andy put in the discord this morning of one of his friends put out a video and like one of the comments was like, she made this fold out desk and someone was like, you could buy this from, for eight pounds from Ikea. Like it was just so unnecessary. Like, and everyone <laughs> just comments like, where? like you'll never find it for eight bucks. And even if you do just go buy it then like, you know, the comments are, like, you know, anyway, um, I did. So I watched the video and okay. I wanted to point out that you didn't actually explain how you attached the back. No, or, no, sorry. How you made it fit? Because you 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 changed it to being rabbited in, yeah, and then it just fit. Like, did yeah. you did you square off the corners at the top, or did you round off the backing, the back panel? And oh, it was a chisel the to back clean panel it up. Must have been cut down. So the back panel was actually smaller than uh, than the entire back to begin with. Okay, and uh, yes, I did cut it, and I went. You know what? I'm just not going to put it. I did put that I used a chisel to clean up the corners where the, the router bit couldn't meet. No, you said to clean up what was left from the router, but not the actual yeah. top part. Well, that's where the router couldn't yeah. router bit yeah. couldn't meet, so I used the chisel. Hmm. But yes, I agree. I did cut it down, and I didn't show yeah. that um, because I did a really bad job cutting it. <laughs> Fair so I was using I was using a straight edge. I was using one of those like clamping straight edges. Yeah. And my saw went underneath the straight edge because it's like a quarter inch piece yeah, of mine's material. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then I went ah crap, and I went no one needs to see this. Yeah. Hey Adam, did yeah. did you know that he didn't explain how he reattached that shelf that he took off and cleaned up the shelf? Oh, I I didn't. I sh- I turned the entire thing around. around. No, I turned the entire bookcase around. Yeah. <laughs> and you, oh, wait, yeah, you could, lift the yeah. shelf and you turn the entire bookcase around. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the, the trimming. Yeah. You didn't put the trimming back on. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I took, because I took the front trim off, yeah. I just literally rotated the bookshelf 180 degrees, the mm. entire thing. I knew that. And then yeah. put on the, the, the face frame. To get, to get rid the of back. the rabbit, the rabbit um, on the back. Yeah, and then you made a bad joke take... saying that you replaced it with another rabbit. Was yes. that for real? The rabbits had, had eaten away on that board. Yes, uh, my wife used to breed Angora rabbits, and uh, <laughs> you basically because rabbits, their teeth continually grow their entire life, so well, they have to chew on things. Yeah, so they have to chew on things, and they'll chew on anything, and. That bookshelf was one of the things, and she kept trying to get them to stop. But I thought it was some weird from- Canadian joke, but now I get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I th- I thought about not putting it in there, but I was like, I need to explain why it's so effed up, and it's only this one that's really effed up. You should have just said you had a teething child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, well, let's move on to our main topic for the episode. I don't have any good segues for this one, um, but we want to. Okay, oh, no, you can segue then. Go on. You know when you were you're talking about getting your CNC, I think that that you might have gotten rid of a bunch of your underutilized capital investments, like your bandsaw. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Maybe we can talk yeah. a little bit more about that. Okay. Hashtag segue. I just needed to make space. The end. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, no. I, I, I understand that. When, when I when I did get my CNC, I, I sold 
well, I sold two tools and I still have two for sale, which aren't selling. Um, I mainly sold them to make room for the CNC, but honestly, they're tools I just never used. And I'm starting to realize that I have a lot of tools that I have spent a lot of money on that I don't use. Um, and it, not necessarily that I don't use, but I don't use often enough to really justify having them. If that makes a bit more sense. Um, that's the topic. I'll, I'll use, yeah, I'll use, no, no, but th- I know that. That's, that's why I'm talking about it. <laughs> um, you know, but there, there are tools that I'll use maybe like twice a year, which really I, I probably shouldn't have bought to begin with. But, you know, you get in that hype of like, I want this tool and I want, you know, I'm going to use it all the time and then you just never do. So, so, so how, what are the criteria for justifying owning a tool? That I can afford it. <laughs> once you have it, though, what's um, the criteria? Oh, once for, I have it. For um, no longer, um, you know, does it have to be what? resaleable at a certain value or? I don't think so. I, like, you know, I say like these tools I use maybe twice a year. I'm still not going to sell them. I'll still keep them. But if they're taking up space, unnecessary space that I that I would rather use for something else I think that justifies selling them to me. Like, like the couple of tools, I mean, you know, like I have an electric planer that I use maybe twice a year, but it's just sitting in a drawer. It's not really taking up any space. It's not that big of a deal, but a bandsaw was taking up space that I could use. The drill press was taking up space I could use. Um, that was just unnecessary as well. So I would go. Couldn't just shove them in a cupboard and leave them. What about you, Rob? What's your criteria? Um, yeah, so I, I, um, yeah, so I, I have a bandsaw as well that I bought like a couple of years ago now. I had a whole lot of projects that I wanted to do with it and I haven't done them. I haven't done any of the things that I wanted to do, which were the reason I bought the saw in the first place. And that's what got me on the idea of this topic. It's like, damn, you know, I spend like a grand on that thing nearly. And um, <laughs> it was it was it the the right decision to buy that bandsaw since I haven't really used it. And then I went out and bought a whole bunch of blades for it, which I, you know, they're still in the in the packs. Um, it's just piling up the the. And this is the the idea of capital, you know, being tied up for no um, return. Mm-hmm. I guess it's something I, I think about a bit because I I have a mortgage, um, like most people, I guess. And you always think, um, shit, you know, that grand on the mortgage over 30 years, that could be, could be worth like three grand. Right. And, or even um, if, if you bought it with a credit card, which lots of people buy tools with on credit, you're – the amount of money you just paid yeah. for it is is substantial, and then you pay interest on it twenty percent a year or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't do that. My credit card I didn't do that. Thank God, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I was lucky. Like my my bandsaw, I got for free. Um, I wanted it for Obi. When I run the t- won the tool pack, I got it then. But like the. Um, the dual press and stuff I bought the the vice no one wants to buy because I probably price it too high but it's what it's worth so I'm not gonna sell myself low mm. yeah yeah so um sometimes I just think about the whole the whole workshop and whether um you know whether it's a good idea to have it or not I, I definitely been thinking about that lately given it's that it's a hobby it's a hobby and like yeah it's, it's like a money pit really it really is and it, it's, it's it takes a lot like from it <laughs> <laughs> takes a lot from from life and and everything it's something that you know people that do what we do that don't have families and like nothing against those people but like they don't realize how hard it is like trying to do what we do with kids you know like like my wife resents me when I, that's a strong word. I shouldn't say that, but like my, you know, my wife gets annoyed if I want to go in the shop instead of playing with the kids and stuff and, and all that sort of stuff. And it's hard. And it, and it has really got me thinking a lot lately of like, do I really want to keep doing this? Like, 
I like mm. the whole YouTube thing, but is it really worth taking away from the freedom that I could have? Like I kind of just filling my life with taking up all my free time with something else. You know, I haven't worked out for like four months now because every time I get spare time, I'm, I want to be in the shop. And your kids are young though, right? Yeah. I have a five-year-old and a one-year-old, but even like the brakes on my car, I've been meaning to replace for a couple of months and like, I haven't done it because every time I have spare time, I'm in the shop, you know? So I've, I've yeah. definitely been thinking about that a lot lately. It definitely gets easier when your kids get older. Like mine are oh, for sure, in yeah. their teens and, um, you know, they don't want to hang out all the time yeah. and <laughs> kick balls around and stuff. So yeah. the time's not such a factor, but, um, so like pouring, pouring money into it is kind of money is kind of the thing, thing you need to watch, I think. Yeah. Go on. You know, I think I think about this a lot as well, about capital investment for sure is something that I think about, but it's also the amount of time I spend. And I think about it like if I could just get ahead, then later I'll be able to relax. But <laughs> I, I know myself and I know I won't be happy if I sell my shop, I'll just find a different hobby that will take up my time. Precisely. So it's not yeah. a, like, I won't feel, at least this one, I'm productive. This hobby, like, I used to make uh, scale models of cars. At the end of it, I have a thing that sits on the shelf, yeah. which I think is really cool, and they look nice, but there's zero productive function of that. So. Even if you wanted it to be. Right. So at least with the work with a workshop that I have, I make productive things for my family. Yeah. Right. Like I know this this desk over here on my other shoulder was uh, refinished. It's my uh, my grandmother's desk uh, was handed down through my mother. Um, they paid a lot of money for someone to refinish this, and they did a crappy job. Yep. And I think a lot of why I have capital investments in stuff that I probably shouldn't is has to do with I don't trust anyone else but myself to do things. Yeah. <laughs> so, as I said, we helped my um, our friends move into this brand new house. Like, it's just been built. And I'm walking around the house and I'm like, you can just tell the difference between a tradie and a woodworker. You know, like you go into their walk-in closet and it's like you can see the seams between where they've just cut two boards and put them on top of the shelves to like make the full thing. And I was like, if that was me, like that would be hidden. You wouldn't see these stupid little seams everywhere and mm. every, like, you know, all these different things that would be would be hidden that you don't see. When I made the van, when I did the, the van conversion, I used pocket holes to attach the bed to the ground so you don't see brackets on the outside and stuff because you know i try to hide as much as i can and it's just very interesting to see how different that is and that's why i have built my shop the way it is is because i want to make that sort of thing if that makes sense yeah like i um like especially with youtube like i could guarantee if i hadn't started youtube my shop would look nothing like it does now i, I wouldn't have a workbench i wouldn't have a mitosaur station and all these other things i'd probably just have the tools chucked in a box somewhere So one uh, one other thing I um, one way to justify spending money on the shop is um, that I used to smoke, and um, pretty much around the time when I started getting into woodworking and wanted to buy tools, it was like, okay, I don't have the money for tools, but if I just don't buy, uh, I used to smoke cigars. If I just yeah. don't buy cigars, then I have the money. <laughs> it, was, it was like magic and um, then as a result I, I just quit smoking altogether yeah I did the exact same thing I used to smoke half a pack of cigarettes a day mm. and they were about at the time $10 a day or $10 10 to $14 a pack and I quit and it's around the same time that I started spending all those extra five minutes I get uh Instead of smoking, I try and do something productive. Yeah. Um, 
So there's you know, that game I, up there. It's, it's... Imagine, imagine how many tools you could have if you stopped drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and stop having kids. Ah, kids. The kids seem cheap compared to my drinking. <laughs> yeah, kid, kids. Everyone <laughs> complains kids are expensive. They're really not. Like, I mean, they are. In, no, they are in a sense, but like, it's spread out. You know, like it. It's not like you. I'm not struggling week to week trying to feed my kids. It's not that bad. Well, you have a good job. There's lots of people struggling, so I don't want to put that out there. But yes, okay, K- kids kids are very expensive, and they can be very even more expensive once they start getting older, getting into sports, starting eating five million calories a day. Um, as I'm sure Rob can attest, if if he has a a teenager, I'm sure they're eating out of you you know eating you out of house and home. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I must admit, then I, I do have like a five and a one year old, so I haven't got to that stage of of all that yet. Oh man, they eat everything, absolutely everything. Yeah, I, I remember me. What one piece of toast did, with so. four eggs on it? <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I remember coming home from school when I was like twelve years old and eating like ten pieces of toast. <laughs> You know, like, I have, and that was pretty, that like, this healthy. is why I'm fat. This is why I'm fat. But no, I used to come home and eat the entire bag of cookies. <laughs> like they, we'd have a chocolate chip cookies and I would just eat the entire, like I'd take it out and I'd have like two and then yeah. I'd have a whole, like the whole sleeve and then I'd have the entire thing. And then I have That's to like now. shame hide, like take the garbage. You go into the garbage and you pick up some of the garbage and put the, put the bag of cookies underneath some of it. So I literally no do that see. now. <laughs> your mum your mom comes home oh he took out the rubbish that was nice of him you're just like trying to hide everything yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. but okay let's get a little bit back on topic I want to like so what's your what's a tool that you bought that you think is the least used tool in your workshop um, and will go other than your bandsaw because you already talked about it Rob hmm my Least yeah, least, used least tool. Used. Mm-hmm. My table saw. I had a grinder, like a grinder, and you know the one with the polishing wheel on one side and the grinding wheel on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big grinder, and I never used it. One reason was it kind of it was kind of broken. You had to spin it up manually to get it working. <laughs> it wasn't wasn't nice to use. Um, it doesn't so I didn't sound like use a cap- it, and I didn't really want it. Anymore. It doesn't sound like a capital. <laughs> no, it was given though. to me. It was just flood damage. I've, I've had two, two, no, yeah, I've had two different bench grinders, and and the same thing. I hardly ever used them. So well, I, I got I, rid of it. I just got rid of yeah. it. It was taking up space, and I got rid of it. I had a bandsaw that it had the. It was one of those real old school ones with the cast iron um, kind of C shaped um, spine with the wheels yeah. on the. It's probably like, I don't know, 80 years old or something. I just got rid of it. Hmm. I was going to restore okay. it and do you know, make, make it all nice and new and shiny, but it was only a 10-inch bandsaw anyway. So, hmm. yeah, Ten, You know, it's funny. I always think about getting a second bandsaw. And then I realize how much I don't use my first mm. one. I use it a lot, but like I don't, I definitely don't <laughs> use it enough for two bandsaws worth. But anytime I have to change the mm. the blade, I go. I really wish I had a small one for these small blades, and the big one for you know the big blades. But so when yeah, I think about changing my changing blades, ain't yeah. When I think about my underutilized capital, is I think about stuff like. I bought a, a tool called a nut buster. And the only thing my nut buster has ever done is got me to the front page of Imager, the social media site for sharing <laughs> uh, like images. You're talking about yes. nut busting on, on episode 69 of the podcast. Good <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I bought that. I never really used it. I, Took a picture of it because I thought it was funny, and uh, and now it's extra funny because it's sixty nine. Uh, nice, <laughs> but that, that's the thing. That's the thing. It looks like what um, 
like modern cars have for a tow hook, right? Within like a nut that you tighten. Yeah, they have like it. It looks like a a little circle and a and like a a pointy bit. A that's pointy like hardened bolt steel. Through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't very much money, but I I buy little tools like that all the time that I never use. Like I've that mm. I'm sure you've seen the uh, the the videos on Facebook, the ads of like the, the like put it up against the like your trim and it holds the shape of your trim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So I've got two of those. I've never I've tried to use them like two or three times and they just like weren't big enough, weren't like the the like fingers weren't long enough so it didn't quite get the profile I needed. So I went I, you know, I'll just make a piece of cardboard and, and do it a different way. That's a waste of space in my so I never think about capital. I almost almost always think about space. It's always a waste of space to me. Yeah, same. Cause once yeah. I've spent the money, it doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. Yeah. I yeah, well, that, that makes us sound like money, rich right? pricks, but <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm the same. Um I'm gonna say a flathead screwdriver. No. My my yeah, I almost slapped my mate the other day because we we're taking stuff down and he put up these this stuff of flathead screwdrivers and it was driving me insane. Flathead screws, I'm like, please don't ever use flathead screws again. Or even um, even um, damn, I forgot the name of them. The Phillips, yeah, Phillips. Are, yeah, kind of I, got, I got some, well. I got some screws coming. This I think they're star drive for the. Special job. I'm excited. Talks. I take I take my Phillips, mm. and when I get them, and you know, like anytime anything comes with Phillips, unless they're color matched, I throw them in the garbage. Mm. So if they're like color matched, like you know, I got some black piece and it has black screws with it, I'll keep the screws. Otherwise, they go directly into the garbage. I do not keep them. I keep every other screw, every nail, everything else. I keep them all. Phillips head screwdrivers go directly to the trash. Do not pass go. Do not pat collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> you only Wait, use Canadian nice. ones. What, what do you call them? The square ones in, in Canada? Robertson. Yeah, Robertson. I just call them square driver. Um, yeah. <clears throat> most of my screws, like that, I have downstairs are all Phillips, but it's because they're cheap. Hmm. I mean, I think I've talked about that before. I got like 600 screws for six bucks from Audi. So I'm really into uh, Torx head screws at the moment. Yeah, well, that's what I've got on the way. Um, I partnered with a company called Spax. Oh yeah, Spax. Yeah. yeah, so I've got I've got some screws coming my way, which would be pretty. I'm pretty excited for that. They're gonna send me some drivers and stuff. So those are good. They're, they're expensive too. Yeah, that's like the Fez tool of screws. Yeah, they're using for decking, right? Yeah, decking, but they he's so he was telling me they sell like fifteen hundred different screws. Wow! And if if they don't have what you need, they'll they'll make the mold for it and make them for you and stuff. But wow. yeah, um, so uh, yeah, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of anything else. Go on. So when I was chatting with you earlier about the topic, Rob, you talked about both the tangible. And I think we've talked about tangible stuff, but also the intangible. So maybe go a little bit deeper on what you mean by the intangible of the capital investment. Well, um, you know, for me, it's a hobby, right? So the the tangible benefit of, of having the whole workshop is the stuff that I make. But the intangible, I think, is probably just as valuable it's you know all the stuff like mental health and um you know enjoying your life and having purpose and all that kind of stuff i think for anyone that has a workshop and that's into making stuff that's that's one of the primary goals to it because you see people that make really simple things really easy you know pretty much anyone could make them but you, you see how how much joy they get out of it, you know that that mm-hmm. that benefit that benefit is is almost completely intangible because the thing they made is, you know, not to be cruel, but it's it's not much, but it's, what they get out of it is huge. 
Yeah, for sure. That, that's something I was going to talk about before with um, when we're talking about like, do I should I have the shop and stuff? Is like it, it is a passion for me, and w- when I go into the shop, it's my sort of escape. I I don't think about life at all. I don't think about like the stress of bills or anything like that. I'm mainly I'm completely focused on what I'm doing, and it gets me out of that headspace and gets me in a good mental capacity for for the short amount of time that I'm in there, and that's the main reason why I do it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So then in thinking about those intangibles and thinking about your like $1000 bandsaw for example, <laughs> is that was that worth it? Or has it actually made your life worse because you've now spent money and then didn't do all those projects you wanted to do? Uh, well, the band saw in the, I mean, the band saw using that as an example, I've, I've justified that in other ways. So one, one, I, I do use it. Obviously I use it for some things. It's kind of underutilized. I mean, I could do more curvy shit and, and, you know, other people use band saws in the way that I use my table saw. Maybe I could mm-hmm. use the band saw more and, um, but another intangible thing, you know, just, just owning a bandsaw is, um, you know, it's like owning three BMWs, right? Hey, you own it I'm, down to, I'm down to two. Oh, two. Soon, ah. soon, soon to be one. Oh, man, that's lame. I know. Hey, you're down to zero. <laughs> I'm down to zero, but I, but I have a big bandsaw. Right. I used to have five. Yeah. I used to have five BMWs. Oh shit! And I'm going to be down to one. So I my life is pretty much nothing. And two for about a month. But okay, so I think about it. These intangibles. So my son was out uh, at the park with a friend of his, and the uh, pedal fell off of my the, my son's friend's bicycle, and the mother was trying to fix the pedal and just like screw it back on. And because he had fell off while he was driving it, the threads were completely effed up. And I looked at it and I went like, you're not going to be able to screw this back in, right? Like you're going to have to chase it down with a, with a tap. Uh, No, with a die. Sorry. Cause it was the threads. And I said, like, I can't do it at the park, but I can take it back to my shop and I have tools and I can I can chase it down. I've got the I think you know looking at it at the park. I was like I'm pretty sure I have the right you know tap and die set to to fix this, and so that it'll go back together. And then I'll throw some Loctite on it because she's like, yeah, the pedals fall off like once a week. I'm like the mm. pedals fell off fall off on your son's bicycle once a week, and this is and all you guys do is like finger tight them together. And I'm like, well, that's why they fall off. Anyways, but this is the kind of thing where so I took the her son's bicycle. I took it back to my garage. I, I threaded, uh, I did a tap and die. Like I did both things so that it would, uh, thread all nicely together. I put Loctite on it. And then I started looking over the bicycle and the brakes were all screwed up and everything was loose. And like all of the like adjustment points weren't tightened up. And I just went like, this is why I have a workshop is because I, like, I, I can't be that to the park and bring them, bring them home. <laughs> no, it's, I, I can't let, I wouldn't, I don't know how I couldn't let my son go out there on a bicycle that was like literally falling apart every time you used it. Like, mm. and I, I wouldn't want to be on a bicycle that way. I wouldn't want to be on my car that way, even though my BMW station wagon, I do need to about once a week, turn off the engine while I'm driving and turn it back on because it goes into some sort of, mode where it only fires on like three cylinders <laughs> hey do you do you guys have um the phenomenon where you have all of the capability to improve the situation but your home has repairs that just never get done mm-hmm. your kid's bike <laughs> your kid's bicycle yeah. has pedals falling off but you go and fix some ladies kids bike at the park or yep yeah it's, uh, and this is, I want. 
I, I've like so three this... cupboard doors falling off in the in the house. Yeah. Like, nah, I'll just go and make some shit in, in the workshop that I don't need. I definitely have that. And you know, I know this 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 woman, her husband is very handy. Like I have seen his work. You know, he's doing stuff in his house all the time, but it's exactly that. It's you know, you only have so much time in your day and you generally spend it for some reason either making something stupid or helping someone else make something stupid. Right? Like <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like you're just so much more interested in I don't know, making silly things. Yeah. But I think that's a, that's the intangible. That's the beauty of it. It's just wherever your mind takes you. It's funny when you see like someone's like, "Oh, you're so lucky. Your husband's such so handy and so good at doing stuff." Little do they know. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's always asking me to make things, yeah. and I'm like, "Yeah, nah." <laughs> Yeah, my wife asked me to make things. I'm like, if, it, if I can make a YouTube video out of it, I will. And even then, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, we just made this deck. I plan on making a YouTube video. I'm like, yeah, no, I really can't be bothered. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, what? Yeah, no, keep going. we a little bit of time. All right. Well, I was going to say, you know, when it comes, when I think about these things, I think about, should I sell some of my tools? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of tools that I have are easily rentable or like loanable from the local hardware stores or the local auto parts stores. Cause I got like car mechanics tools. Like I have like mm-hmm. a compression tester. Do I need a compression tester? Probably not. I can go to the auto parts store and for free, ask them, hey, can I have your compression tester? And they'll say, yes, you can. Just give me your credit card in case you don't come back with it. And if you come back within 24 hours, it was free. Damn. Nice wow. channel. Right. So why do I own that tool? And I know why I own that tool. Because at midnight, the store isn't open. But <laughs> do, do you guys ever think about selling stuff because it's readily available and you're not using it enough? No, well, I don't. I don't really have anything that's readily available, to be honest. Like, I don't really. There's not really many places around here you can hire tools. I remember when I first needed a thicknesser, I could not find anywhere to hire a thicknesser, and it was driving me insane. In saying that, I feel like those tools that you have laying around that you'll need once in a blue moon, maybe you could rent them out. Yeah, I was talking- um, there's I don't a even liability f- thing. There. I mean, yeah, I have I, a I have a tool graveyard that I refuse to throw out. Yeah, so. like why do you own things? Well, what's the answer to that question? Right. So when yeah. I was thinking about this topic, I, it's exactly what I was thinking about was <laughs> why don't I sell my house and just rent one? Because <laughs> I want to own a house, right? Like because I want my house to be the way I want it. And when you rent a house. It's the but way you, you need else a house, wanted. though, right? You need a house, but why do you own tools that you don't need? Well, I don't. Because, I don't need to own a can. house, right? It's like why do dogs lick their balls? Because they can. <laughs> oh <laughs> God! More imagery that I didn't need to see. <laughs> On that note, I want to thank our Patreon supporters. <laughs> Um, especially our, our F-Clamp supporter, uh, Brent Jarvis from Clean Cut Woodworking. Uh, anyone? Yeah, sorry. Just to say something, Brent is currently uh, dealing with the hurricane down in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. Yes. So I hope uh, everything out there is okay. And anyone else who's a listener who's dealing with that hurricane, uh, I hope you're staying safe. And if you need to evacuate, I hope you did. And I hope you return to a shop that isn't flooded and yeah. a, you know, uh, everything's still there and not blown away. Yeah. And we're all here if you just need someone to talk to as well. We, we're all totally. feeling it. We're all feeling for you. Um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you, Brent, for being our F-Level Clamp supporter, um, F-Clamp level supporter. 
anyone who follows us on Patreon gets access to the pre-show and after show, uh, no matter what tier, even the cheapest dollar tier. Um, and it gets a keychain from our one and only Morley Kurt. Uh, I think, Brent, yours is still on the way. Morley's been uh, really busy getting ready for America and everything, so I'm sure he'll have that out soon. Uh, let's move. Oh, if you want to support us, that's patreon.com forward slash clamp. Let's move on to clamp mendations. Clamp mendations. Yeah, so my clamp mendation is um, well, I have a couple actually. Can I do two? Yeah, sure thing. And one is just more of a shout out. Yeah, the guest, do um, what you want. So I, I joined this challenge recently called, um, damn, I've forgotten the name of it. What was it, Grant? Um, Wood Jigs 21. Wood Jigs, Wood Jigs 21. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was really cool. Um, the last few days I've been watching all of those videos, and there were some really cool videos in there. Mm. Um, I watched I watched the majority of them today because uh, I didn't enter, so I got asked to be a judge. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. My money, my money's in the mail. Good to know. I'll send you a. a I've got you. I've actually, I've got your PayPal. I'll send you something. I'll send you my. What's I'll send you my uh, bank account number. All right. Just like you sent me your BMW wagon. <laughs> you no, you were supposed to come pick that up. Oh, right during lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um, um. Yeah. So I'd recommend uh, go check out that that hashtag and um but the other one I, I watched recently is on netflix it's a cool um series called it's in canada um, vancouver island big timber it's called and that was um yeah that was really interesting uh the mm. so the, the the cedar um that we were talking about before that you guys use for your decks that's actually um you know it's imported from canada for us, which is halfway across the world. So it's quite expensive and it's quite a, um, you know, exclusive timber for your, yeah. for your cladding or whatever your garage door or whatever you use it for. So it was just really interesting to see uh, the origins of how that stuff's grown and felled and milled and everything. Yeah, oh, cool. Check that out. Hmm. Big timber. Big yeah, it's, my, it's my clamp. I gotta say, we talked a lot about dicks today. I don't know why you guys kept saying that. <laughs> well, that was out of the blue. Yeah. Well, you mentioned was, it. You said that's where what you don't you make your you make your your oh, okay. uh, you doing a Kiwi accent thing. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, so funny. Nice. <laughs> uh yeah. Great. You, can go, you can go next because the big guy's out the front, and I'm going right. to mute. All right. Well, my uh, my combination of the week is going to go out to uh, Brett McAfee from uh, Skull and Spade 13. He did a a symbol sync, so he took a symbol from a guitar or not a guitar. Jesus Christ, what's wrong with me, Grant? From a drum set and turned it into a sync, and I just thought it was a really cool idea. Uh, basically, for anyone who has a who's a drummer or into a into music, I thought it was a really cool idea of of utilizing one of those symbols as an actual furniture piece. <clears throat> and the way he shows, you know, how he did it. Obviously, he's got some blacksmithing experience, so don't think that you can, you know, start your blacksmithing career on a symbol sync. But uh, I thought it was really cool. So shout out to him. Yeah, that looks awesome. It is cool. Yeah. Uh, well, my clip nation this week is going to be uh, a game. I've been really getting into Grand Theft Auto roleplay. Mm. Um, so it's like modded Grand Theft Auto on the computer. Um, and the server I play on is Australian. So all the cop cars are like Australian cop cars and everything, but they're real people. So if you run a red light, they'll actually pull you over like a real person. <laughs> and then you have to actually talk to them like, with microphones and stuff. So it's been, it's been really fun. Like actually like, it's like real life in GTA. It's pretty cool. Hmm. That yeah. sounds interesting. If you, get, if you get shot, you got to wait for paramedics who are all real people as well. And stuff. We, like, so yeah, we had to ban our kids from that game. <laughs> oh, <yeah. Really? laughs> 
All right. Well, that sounds um, like a fun game. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, actually, in saying that, I might expand on that. Um, one of the side men, his name is Zerka. He does. A, he's got a full like sixty video long playlist of GTA roleplay. So if you want to see what it's all about, that's a really good videos to look at. So cool. We'll put yeah. We'll we'll have those. So at least you have something to see what I'm talking about. Um, now usually we would move on to reviews, but we don't have one this week. And Grant has decided to do a Canadian word of the week. Uh, if you yes. don't know, usually if we don't have a review, we do an Australian word of the week. So I'm interested to see how this is going to go. Well, it's exactly. I figured that like an Australian can't fool a Kiwi with their slang because they're too close, right? Like no, I no. think there's going to be some sort of no. I disagree. I disagree. Well, Australian slang's way out there, man. So is so Kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you, you guys with your jutter bars. <laughs> what do you call jutter bars? Speed bump, speed hump. Oh, speed humps. <laughs> speed oh, humps, wow. speed humps, okay. bars. <laughs> no, dude, that is a weird word. So <laughs> maybe bar, we should have done that. We should have done it. You see, you knew it because you're close no, enough. No, be, no, no, it's because I have a funny story. My my mum. My mum used to work with a New Zealander who she was really good friends with. And she said, and the New Zealander said to my brother, when you go down the road, just watch out for the judder bars. And they just looked at her like, what the hell is a judder bar? That's the only reason I know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah, it's because your car when you go over it. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't even put that together. I put that together once I heard what the word was, but that's, <laughs> yeah, you know, well. <laughs> Adam, you're Adam. So, yeah. um, yes, my just I'm gonna do, <laughs> no, I said Adam. Um, yeah, my Canadian word of the week, my slang of the week is clicks. As in, like, a, ah, I don't get it. You don't get it. So I'll use isn't it, isn't it. Isn't it? Isn't it? Click like a group of people? No. No. So. I, you know, just go down the road five clicks and then make a right. Kilometers. Yeah. Oh, clicks. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know I do, where I clicks comes from. Okay. Well, then you how about this? Because every what? time it rotates, the, the, the odometer rotates, it clicks over one kilometer. Sure. Really? That could be it. I'm going to assume that's uh, what it is. I thought it was a military I, thing where they use clicks on the um, maybe the thing to, to make the cannon fire one more. Unit. Hmm. Click, Maybe. Click, click makes it, you know? I don't know. That's what I always so, do the backup. What would I say if I said, you know, do you got a dart? It's like a shit. Got a dark. It's a no, cigarette. I, 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 cigarette yeah, it's a, it's a cigarette. Oh, a cigarette, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys use that too? Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What is a puck bunny? Puck, I don't know, man. Puck bunny. Yeah, I'm going to assume it's something to do with um, hockey, but it's probably not. It's a hockey. Uh, it's a hockey groupie girl. Jesus, you guys are <laughs> really a, good. That is a great answer. That is, is exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh yeah. Well, you know what? The last one I'll say is, what is a Texas Mickey? Hmm. Texas Mickey. Mickey, M I C K E Y. It's a pug bunny, but in Texas. No. <laughs> no. Do you I'm, guys know what a Mickey is? A Mickey of alcohol? Uh, it's like a drugged. Um, no. Drink. No. A Mickey is uh, that's a roofie. A um, Mickey is a is a small like almost flask sized bottle of alcohol that you can buy at the store. Mm-hmm. A Texas Mickey is a three liter uh, version of that. So th- you'd go to the store and buy a three liter. Uh, yeah, I, have like, a, I have a three, three liter, liter blue, blue label. Yeah, there, exactly. That's a Texas Mickey in Canada. Yeah, right. That's what hey, we call them. Do you know what a schooner and a midi is? Yeah. A schooner is a sailboat. <laughs> oh, wow. You yeah. actually don't know what a schooner is. A schooner is a sailboat. Yes. Uh, 
Is there something else? You go, you go to Australia and try and buy beer and you get all of this terminology you've never heard. Hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. You actually don't know what a schooner or a midi is? No. And you call yourself a beer guy? <laughs> a schooner is like a you know pint, a pint of beer? I don't know. Yeah. So you, you, well, so you have midi, pint, schooner. What the fuck's a schooner? A bigger pint. Oh wait, no. I'm pretty sure it's actually. No, I'm pretty sure it's midi schooner pint. I think a pint's well, now, a schooner. You see, even even you're confused. Because uh, I because I, I don't buy pints. <laughs> Let's see. Midi midi is like a small glass. But it gets even better, Grant. It depends on which state you're in in Australia. Ah. Yes. All right. So a midi is two eighty five mil. A schooner is four twenty five mil. And a pint, um, six hundred. A pint is five seventy mil. So yeah, so it's so it's midi. This so okay. and if you so if you go to this Wikipedia, it actually has in each um, state what they all are. Because hmm. well, we'll you got a pony. Up. Yeah, so you got pint schooner going down. You've got pint schooner schmidty midi seven midi. and a pony. A pony? How many? Like five, pony is five ounces. Five ounces of beer. Yep. Who, who gets five ounces of beer? Like, what is wrong with you? Five ounces. Yeah, that's not even a taster. One one forty mil. How do they spell beer in Australia? F O S T E R. No. X X X X. Yeah, four X exactly. <laughs> or if you're a bogan, VB. Uh, uh, all right. Well, that was. In I case you're wondering, that- VB tastes like cat's piss. That was the condensation beer. Yeah. Um, I want to thank thank TF Turning for the theme song, and uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just look for Clampcast on YouTube. You might need to search Clamp Adam Grant Molly. Uh, if you could subscribe to us on YouTube, that'd be great. We're just trying to get to 100 subscribers. Even if you don't listen to the show on YouTube, it'd be great if you could just subscribe just so we can get that custom URL and try and try and grow that a little bit. Um, yeah, Rob, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you? Oh uh, yeah, sure. So, um, so my YouTube is called Takami Woodshop, um, but you can search for it um, also with my, uh, my kind of my handle, which is. Rob T, Rob, and then T-E-E, Takami, T-A-K-A-M-I, Woodshop. Yep. Not, not Workshop. On Instagram as well. Not Workshop. No. no, Woodshop. We'll also have that link in the but show notes. And, um, only do wood. Yeah. Also have that linked in the show notes, and we'll also have uh, you linked on the Instagram post as well for everyone that, that wants to see Sweet. that. Before we go, what is Takami? Takami is uh, the so we we lived in Japan when our kids were born. We were living in Japan, and uh, that was the name of the place we were living when they were born. So um, just kind of a you know just kind of a reference to the uh, family history there, and I, I liked it liked it as a name of of my workshop, my woodshop. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, I always wanted to ask and I never did. So, <laughs> I want. I wanted to say it was like Asian or something, but I didn't want to be racist. It's a Japanese name. Yeah, it means yeah. Um, high high view, like literally. Hmm. That's sort of the real meaning would be a um, like a mountain view or something. Yeah. Right. Do you have a? I've seen from your uh, fence videos. You have a nice view. Do you feel oh, like yeah. you have a nice view? It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, we live out in the country, but we we live in we live in the town, but it's it's a country town. Um. So the the view is is getting built in because the town is growing, but yeah, yeah we we look out over farms and. Shit like that. <laughs> two, two minutes driving. We got we got sheep and cows and yeah, that's what New Zealand is for is sheep. Rebates. I mean rabbits. On that note, thank you everyone for listening. 
uh, we're going to head over to the after show now. Again, if you wanted to hear the after show, uh, patreon.com forward slash clamp. Bye. 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 Yeah. Just had to point that out. <laughs> Maybe you should jump. That, that's the bonus content for this episode.